You are listening to LDS and Loving Life, episode 29. Own your strengths. Are you a member of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and sometimes feel overburdened, discouraged, and generally not as happy as you'd like to be? If so, welcome. I'm Jordana Thiessen. I am a lifelong member of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and a certified life coach. I am here to help you use the gospel in the way that I believe it is meant to be used, to bring you joy. Let go of limiting beliefs that bring you down, and welcome empowering beliefs that lift you up. I'm so excited you're here. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. I have another super awesome episode. I hope that you will love it and that you will come away from it feeling invigorated and optimistic and excited about yourself and your own strengths. So why is this something that's really hard for us to do? I think it's because we worry about it being prideful to talk about the things that we are good at. And so often to avoid pride and being prideful, we'll downplay ourselves, we'll downplay our abilities, our skills, the things that we've accomplished. And so this actually creates a lot of unintentional negative self-talk and belief in ourselves and in society at large. And I think this is a really predominant culturally, um, what's the word? It's a cultural norm within the membership of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, at least within the membership that I've come across with. (laughs) And with having grown up in the church and gone to a church-owned school and serving a mission and being in several wards, I think I've had a pretty good um, dose (laughs) of church membership. And then I've had the chance to meet even more through coaching too. So I've, I've seen this and I think you can all recognize it where you are also. This negative self-talk is culturally more acceptable than talking about our own strengths. And so when that's the cultural norm is to downplay our strengths, we tend to then hide our strengths or our talents and our skills for the most part. There are some gifts, talents that are kind of quote unquote more acceptable to showcase and are common, maybe even encouraged to develop um, kind of within that culture of the church. And so that could be things like music, right? It's important to develop the skill of music and to share that skill. And when I say this, I don't want it to sound like it's bad if you do that, because that's me. (laughs) I'm a musical person and I do share that. And other people are the same, right? And so I'm not saying this is bad. I just want to help highlight that for the most part, we tend to kind of downplay our strengths, but there's some things that it's kind of culturally acceptable to, (laughs) to own that you have. Another thing that we often Um, kind of expect is that your vocational skill 
like share that, serve that. Just don't talk about how good you are at something, right? Don't, don't say, yeah, I'm, I'm actually really good at this. There's like, it's, it's gotta be more like, yeah, I've worked really hard and, and I've been able to do this, right? Do you see just that difference where it's like really downplaying, I achieved this thing versus, yeah, I worked really hard and I did this. It's, it's different. So I think the reason why we do this is we kind of have this twisted definition of pride where we use it against ourselves, right? And so that's, that's one of my big things is we use the gospel against us instead of for us. And, in, and so we have this idea that pride is owning any strength, right? Pride is I cannot admit to others. I can't share with others what I'm good at. And I certainly can't be proud of myself <laughs> for it, right? <laughs> but when we look at pride being enmity, so that's from um, Ezra Taft Benson's talk, enmity between you and another person or between you and God. Owning your strengths can have zero enmity. So we're going to focus in this podcast more on not having enmity between yourself and another person. Um, we all at times have enmity towards God, right? Where we kind of refuse to follow him. And so that's not what this podcast is about today. It's focusing on, on the strengths that you have and being okay with admitting them. And here are some things that Jesus said about himself or that he had done. And I want you to think about how, how sure of himself did he have to be in order to say some of these things? I am the way. I am the bread of life. I am meek. I am lowly. Follow me. I drank the bitter cup. I am the Christ, the anointed one, the Messiah, the Redeemer. When Jesus Christ says this about himself, he's not downplaying another person, which is interesting because of all the people to think they're better than someone else, isn't Jesus the one who is better than everyone else? Yet he didn't have enmity and he doesn't have enmity towards us. He has a perfect love and he knew and knows who he is, what his role was and what he accomplished. And he owns it. He owns it. So he didn't get all of this because of the people around him saying, hey, you must be, <laughs> right? It's, it was in spite of people saying, like, you're a blasphemer. He's like, no, actually, I'm the Christ. He knew his worth. He knew it completely. He wasn't prideful at all. 
So what can we learn from Jesus here? I think that we can know who we are. We can know what our strengths are and not hide them. In fact, we can talk about them. We can tell people, hey, here's one of my strengths. And we can hold, can do that without holding any enmity towards another person, whether that be we think that person is better than us or we think we're better than another person. We can just recognize, maybe it's even, hey, you have that strength. I also have that strength, right? And maybe it's not completely equal, but it doesn't matter who's quote unquote better. You both just get to recognize that that is something that you are good at. You have been born with innate gifts. You have also worked hard to develop traits, skills, knowledge, abilities, whole careers, and other gifts. Like, just take a moment and think about everything you've done. Have you traveled? Have you gone to post-secondary education? Have you started a business? Have you raised children? Like, have you raised human beings? And are they adults now? And are they good people? Like, wow, that's huge. Have you done crazy athletic things? Have you achieved big goals? Have you come to the church after stepping away or not having it? Have you gone to the temple after thinking that you would never be able to do that, right? Like there are so many things that you have done and so many things that you are good at. Are you really good at listening to people? Are you really good at complimenting people? Are you really good at reading? (laughs) Are you really good at getting up and exercising? Are you really good at eating good foods? Are you really good at reading your scriptures? There's so many things that you can be really good at, or even just good at. You can take out the really. (laughs) It doesn't matter to me. But those things count. And it's not just okay, it's good to recognize that. So I want you to imagine that you are playing a board game and this game is a cooperative game. So what that means is it's not you against everyone else. It's everyone against the game. So my kids have a little cooperative game where it's a little um, picnic blanket with these little cardboard bugs on them. And so there's a little spinner, right? And so you have to take off the bugs. And so the goal is to get all of the bugs off of the blanket before you get three stink bugs on the plank on the blanket. And so just like if whatever the spinner lands on, if there's not one of those options, then a stink bug comes on. Okay. So in a cooperative game, everyone either wins the game or loses the game. So Imagine that you're playing a cooperative board game and the way that you win, the way that you beat the game is to identify and share 100 strengths before 10 minutes is up. So here's the rule. On your turn, you have to say one of your strengths. You don't get to tell anyone else theirs. So each person's turn is just them saying a strength. And so each time it's your turn, you say one of your strengths and the whole group moves up closer to 100. I like to imagine this as like 
a great big ball of light growing bigger and brighter and higher as you say more things that are your strengths. And I love that because it lifts everyone. You saying your strengths helps everyone move closer towards the goal. And the reason why I did this game as you don't get to tell other people what their strengths are is because I think it's a skill that we can all develop <laughs> and improve on to, to own our own strengths. So maybe you want to imagine this in the, in the context of that game or just in real life. But imagine that when you're willing to say, hey, I'm really good at making paper airplanes. That could give someone else the courage to say, I'm actually really good at thumb wars, right? Like, who cares? But it's fun, right? We can have strengths that are fun and don't have a lot of practical day-to-day -day value, but fun is important. Imagine someone else saying, I'm really skilled at diving into the scriptures and finding deeper and more meaningful lessons for my life. We were like, oh, that's a really good skill that could help another person realize, you know, I'm actually really good at recognizing personal revelation in my life. So in the game, we're lifting everyone when we acknowledge our skills. And in real life, it's the same thing. We can lift ourselves and others when we own our own strengths. I serve in a primary presidency. I'm the primary president. And so I have two counselors and I don't have a secretary. So this will make sense in a minute. I just have to tell you that I love the sisters that I serve with. We have so many differences, different strengths, different weaknesses, different personalities, and I love it and I need it. One doesn't like to teach. It is her least favorite thing to do, but she does a lot of the running around on Sundays to fill the unexpected empty teaching positions. This is a thing that happens frequently <laughs> for us. Um, she's really good at the crafty things and like finding things on Pinterest that make things beautiful and easier to do. I don't have the time on the Sundays to fill teaching positions. And I have zero skill or desire to do crafty things. <laughs> zero. So I'm really grateful for her. Uh, one of the other sisters I serve with, she doesn't love the technology side of things <laughs> or doing the music side of things, but she's so full of inspired ideas as to what the children need. And she's always willing to teach. And she's really great at organizing things and being like, oh, I have this treat that I can bring and I can help teach them this craft, right? Like, and she's always willing to come do as much as she can do. And so so different. She's so different from my other counselor, but both of their strengths are so needed. I, I do singing time most of the time, or I fill in at the piano. Um, I teach all the time. I don't have a problem with it. I lead our meetings and, and I need to, and I try to stay on top of the needs of the primary and the children and the things to be aware of. That I feel like is not always a strength of mine. <laughs> I do feel like it's a thing that I'm building and I have a lot of help from the Lord, but I'm really good at teaching music. I'm really, I'm really pretty good at leading the meetings. And generally I'd say I'm pretty good at fulfilling my calling. And there's been a lot of, just a lot of inspired growth that we've had as a presidency. And I recognize I am the president. And so a lot of this change is coming from me being in that leadership position. So Although I'm not perfect and I 
know that I'm not perfect and I see the things where I am not doing (laughs) the things that are suggested in the handbook, I also see that I am a good primary president. And I recognize that I need my counselors. I need the crafty. I need the inspired. I need their personalities because we have different strengths. And so all of those strengths all together lift all of us and lift the whole primary, which in turn helps to lift the ward and then the church, the community, right? You see the outward effect. And so each of us in our own little sphere, when we recognize, hey, this is a thing that I'm good at. This is a thing I'm doing well. It lifts us and those around us. And so as we're all doing that, we're all helping to lift the whole world. And I like that. Okay, little kids, aren't they such a great example of just owning their strengths? (laughs) And even when we're like, oh my gosh, that's adorable. (laughs) They, they just are like, this is true. It's like, I'm a really fast runner, right? When like clearly small children aren't very fast (laughs) at running, but for them, they're just like, I'm a fast runner. You're not going to be like, actually, you're pretty slow right now. We don't do that. We're just like, yeah, you are a fast runner. I'm cute. I'm jumping so high. Look how good this picture is. I'm cool. I'm smart. Right? They just own it. They're just like, this is me. And, and it's awesome. It's so sweet. And so we get to kind of practice being like those kids who just without guile, without animosity, without enmity, just own their strengths. So what are five strengths that you have? And I would love to hear from you. I really, really would. Please send me an email and just say, hey, Jordana, here are my five strengths. And everyone who emails, I will respond to you. I would love to do that. But I want you to tell me five or more strengths that you have. And it can range from like, this is completely useless, but it's a thing that I can do. Like it's a strength of mine to like, holy cow, my life has been so blessed. And I've been able to bless other people's lives because of this, right? Like there is no wrong. And I want you to remember when you do this, that you are not being prideful. You're not. When you send that email telling me your five strengths, you are doing it recognizing that you're not better or worse than anyone else. So you don't have enmity. You are owning your strengths. Just for fun, one of my strengths that has no influence, no real influence in my life, except for, hey, look what I can do, is that I can reach my tongue to my nose, I can even stick it inside my nostril. Super awesome with the kids. (laughs) Okay, so there we go. I'm really good at touching my nose with my tongue. Okay, but for real, here are the five that I thought of that I wanted to share with each of you. I am good at public speaking. I'm a good pianist and vocalist. And so my skills are a blessing to my small ward. They get used a lot. I'm also a good piano teacher and vocal teacher. I'm good at recognizing when I don't have the spirit with me. And the reason why I put that as a, as a skill is because when I recognize I don't have the spirit with me, I'm then able to correct it. 
And so for me, this doesn't feel like a put down at all. Like, oh no, this is a skill. When I can recognize like when the spirit leaves, that's a skill for me. I am good at teaching my children a love of reading. I love that one. I just recently, it was yesterday from the time I'm recording this, I was eating lunch and I had a book to read. And my three-year-old said, I'm going to go get a book to read too. My eight-year-old and my nine-year-old, they often are reading while they're eating. And my five-year-old, she does her best to read. She's so excited to read. And I love seeing that my children just have a love of reading. And that is something that they have learned from me. So send your emails to youarelimitlesscoaching at gmail.com and subject heading strengths. Send me an email. Tell me at least five strengths that you have. And if you can't think of any right now, just just start practicing. Start small. Start itty bitty. Start with the tongue touching your nose or the thumb wars or the paper airplanes, whatever it is. The jam making, making good jam is a skill. Guys, your skills are so important. Own them. That is going to lift you and lift others. That is what I have for you today. I am so excited to talk to you again. Have a beautiful week and I'm excited to read your emails. Thanks for joining me today. If you found this episode helpful or interesting in any way, I would love for you to share it with others. Rate it and leave a review. I offer one-on-one coaching for people just like you. If you want a coach who values and understands how important your faith is in dealing with your personal struggles, I would love to be your coach. You can sign up for a try-it-out session today at youarelimitless.ca. See you soon.